ladies. Welcome back to the Sailorville Women's Podcast. My name is Lindsay Holen. I'm sitting here again with Deb Blackman. Welcome, Hello there. Deb. It's good to sit down with you again. Yes, it is. It's good to be here. And we are excited. I'm a little sad, but also excited to uh, wrap up this month's focus on renewing the minds. It's been a good one. It has been a good one. I've been so encouraged by the women who've been on the podcast and... Um, you know, I think that even though we're wrapping up this focus of renewing our minds, this is not a one and done thing. You don't make the decision to renew your mind and then, no. oh, it's it's done forever. So be nice if it were that way. It, it would be. Is not. So I think we're going to see this continual, uh, continual ideas and thoughts and encouragement come back, um, no matter what the topic is on renewing our minds, because no matter what we're facing in life, that's going to be part of it. Uh, moment by moment choice. But it's been such a great month. And I've just so enjoyed hearing from the women that have joined us on the podcast. Um, Meredith and Jesse offered such oh, practical wisdom and encouragement when they came on for the their counseling insight. And Hannah, her story was just precious. And I appreciated her transparency. What were a few things that kind of stood out to you from uh, what you gleaned from their their episodes. Yeah, I loved both of them. I, I thought the practical advice that Meredith and Jesse gave was really good. There was one particular thing that they were talking about, looking at stop signs as you mm, drive yeah. down the road and and just remind yourself, stop thinking this mm-hmm. way, you know, put off the old and and allow the Lord to start to transform you. I've, I really liked that as an example. And I know they gave another one I saw out on social media that there was a... Uh, a handout or, or some sort of a reminder. An uh, acrostic. Yeah. The IOU. Yeah, that's what it was. Yep. Yeah, that yeah. was put out there. So, you know, that yeah. was that was a good one, too. That's good. And Hannah, oh, that was so good. I, mm. I loved her uh, vulnerability in sharing how uh, emotions can be used of God. They're, and, and not to be frightened of them. Um, sometimes I think as we, we as Christian women, and if we've been around for a little while, we try to be so... Uh, brave and stiff mm. upper lip and all that kind of stuff. But I really enjoyed um, mm. her openness. What did, did you? What did, yeah. What did you find? I did too. Well, I also loved the practical. Uh, just that the stop sign thing really stood out to me. But even as Jesse pointed out, like the spiraling down of emotion or spiraling down of thoughts of even going to extremes, I've kind of battled that recently. And mm. and it is a like a wake up call of like okay. I'm spiraling. <laughs> so yeah. that was really good. And then Hannah, I was just so encouraged. I tend to uh, just kind of naturally be the stuffer and and not yeah, she give, called it that, didn't she? Not give space for my emotions, even when crying out to God. And so she encouraged me a lot that way. So just both of those episodes I learned so much from. Yeah, I did too. I thought so, they were really, really good. It, it was really apparent as they were talking that, you know, we we do come to God with really mm-hmm. messed up, distracted minds. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're wildly out of control. And yeah. um, sometimes they're under, you know, kind of self, self-imposed self control mm. that's prideful. Um, but isn't it good that God promises us that he will bless us with a transformed mind? Yeah. That's a really good thing. Yeah. So just as a reminder, when we started out the month, we were in Romans, in Romans 12, um, 
and what a great passage that is. Mm-hmm. And let's remind ourselves of that and what God says about minds. He says, uh, Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service or your reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. Um, when we originally mm-hmm. talked about that, I know we were mentioning that um, the living sacrifice brings up the Old Testament picture of what mm-hmm. the sacrifices were. And those sacrifices, those animal sacrifices, were were animals. <laughs> they didn't have voluntary reflexes. They weren't. They didn't have minds that could say anything about wanting to worship. Mm. And so that was a good. That was good to have to think through that. Mm-hmm. But this time around, as I was rereading that, I was also reminded. Wait a minute. Those Old Testament sacrifices had to be perfect, and they had to be the best of the best and unblemished. And they were kept apart. They were coddled. They were perfect before they came as a sacrifice. And that's actually the opposite mm-hmm. of how we come. We come up, come all kind of messed up. So we're really not an ideal candidate as an Old Testament sacrifice. But when we come to Christ, we're a new creature, and he transforms us and uses us. So mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a really good picture that we're sacrifice, we're living and thinking, yeah. and he makes us perfect. Yes, and I, I I think that when you think about the transforming, um, that was a, a, a when we're a new creation in Christ, that's a one-time transformation that takes place. But then that the renewing of the mind is a a continual process, a continual choice. So I know that we are being transformed and our minds are being transformed and renewed. But what does it look like to have thoughts that look more like Christ? Oh, that's a great question because I think we have to start with, you know, what are what are God's thoughts? Mm-hmm. And as we all explore the Bible, we can see really quickly we have no earthly example other than when Christ came, we have no mm-hmm. earthly example of any kind of thoughts like His. Um, you know, our, our the brightest, most logical, most um, compassionate person in the world is not an example of how God thinks. So we have to start in a completely different spot. And I guess the only place we can start is what does God say about His own thoughts? Mm-hmm. Um, I found a verse in Psalms that says um, he was actually God was actually scolding those that wrongly think about him, mm. and he said in Psalm fifty twenty one, I, you, "These things you have done, and I have been silent. You thought that I was one like yourself, mm. and that's a really good reminder. Okay, we got to figure out what does he think." How does he think? What does he say about his own thoughts? Mm-hmm. And so we have to look at that description of how he thinks. And, um, of course, a great book of the Bible to think about how God thinks and what his ways are is the book of Job and those last several chapters that talk about, um, you know, were you there at creation when I was creating the world as God is in a whirlwind telling Job, I- I'm I'm different than you. I think differently than you. I, mm-hmm. I create 
I, I make things out of nothing. And then, um, of course, the passage in Isaiah, in Isaiah 55, where mm. he simply says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And um, he started all those verses at, those verses out with the word for. And so like we have mm. said before, you have to, you know, what is it there for? Yeah. And so if you look at the verses that precede those mm. wonderful verses about his thoughts, um, why was it so important that Isaiah was bringing to mind God's otherliness? Why was he doing mm-hmm. that? And those verses before it, the whole chapter, he talks about God was going to provide, God would sustain, God would love, God was going to be found. But immediately preceding that, God would abundantly pardon. And those were astonishing mm-hmm. actions mm-hmm. by this God. And so it wasn't the typical kind of interactions that you have person to person, and it's not the typical kind of small g God yeah. that would have been in existence in um, the ancient Near East. So Yeah. I think that that, that verse, uh, Isaiah 55, 8, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my nor are my ways, sorry, your ways, my ways, declares the Lord. That verse right before that, mm-hmm. for he will abundantly pardon. Mm-hmm. It it had never really dawned on me before that that the the, the generosity in, and mercy and his pardoning of us is is otherly. Even though we are it called is. to forgive and pardon, that his is so much grander. Yeah. I, there's not a word I have for it. it he's otherly. We can't completely is, yeah, understand or otherly. Explain but I, him. It also. three times um, in verse two and the beginning of verse three says, listen carefully to me and eat what is good and delight yourself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. And it's just made me realize what and who am I listening to most that's informing my thoughts that are not, um, even if we cannot know fully God's thoughts, because he's so otherly, we can have thoughts that are glorifying to him, but they, they can't be glorifying if they're not focused on him, if they're so focused on us. I Recently, this is kind of a silly example, but there's, there's so much plastic out there in the world that, that it resembles truth, like... Um, you know, like a even like plastic forks now yeah. can look like oh, I real saw table some forks like when, at Rejoice. Ex- you can see them. That, there. Yeah, they yeah. look like they're the fine silver that was just taken out of the grandmother's yes. box of you know. Yeah, you know, beautiful. So there's a lot word. of plastic words that the world offers and um, teachers that are not worth listening to. And I recently realized, uh, found out that there's a lot of plastic in chewing gum. What? Like the same plastic in plastic bags and bottles and even some 
the same plastic oh. that's in tires. I am so sorry. Oh. I'm just ruining you gum chewers. I'm a gum chewer so from sorry. way back. Well, you're still here to talk about it. I am, and I'm but old. So yeah, it, so don't just, worry about this plastic thing in no, gum. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. But it made me think, what are you chewing on? What words, what thoughts are you chewing on? And we all know better than to swallow gum, right? That's true. So don't swallow the plastic. You know, no. we it takes discernment, but... Um, I don't know, just getting getting back to this idea of God's thoughts are not our thoughts, nor his ways our ways. Does that bring you comfort or does that um, make him more distant almost? Or does that frustrate you? Because we want to know, we want to be in control. Oh, that is a good way to think about it of if it's one or the other. Um, I've always thought it was comforting but it was because there's another verse where he compares the height of the heavens mm-hmm. to one of his attributes, and it's his love. So in, in Psalm 103, his love is as big as his ways and his thoughts. So it's comforting to me to know I have a God who loves me very intimately, knows my name. You know, Psalm 139, he knows my, my name. He knows... He knows my words. He he knew me before there was a a day you know a, a day that I had ever lived. He protects me, um, and I think it's comforting. But you're right. There is a level of frustration of how do I know um, know his way enough to know his will? And mm-hmm. I think that is probably where mm-hmm. um, as as I think about is it frustrating to. Um, Think of him that big. I think so sometimes because his will is, mm-hmm. it's hard to discern occasionally. Yeah. I i think that even though we we can't know all of his ways and the whys behind his ways and we can't know his thoughts, we can know him. We can yeah. know, um, you brought up Psalm 103, which made me... Um, uh, think about one of my favorite passages um, in the Bible. So hold on, I'm flipping there. So my, um, oops. I'll call it. I'm typing there, and she's flipping there. <laughs> now you know. You would never know who's. Yeah, who, exactly. Deb is the techie one. <laughs> I am the old-fashioned. Give me some pages. But um, one verse in Psalm 103, and I love this whole psalm. It's like one of my favorite psalms. But one verse Mine that too. I always kind of. Uh, have skipped over is verse seven. He made his, his he made known his ways to Moses. So, what ways did he make known to Moses? This points me to one of my very favorite passages in all of the Bible, which is Exodus thirty three, when the Israelites had just done the gold, you know, made the golden calf, and God was so angry, and He's like, I am gonna. I'm going to wipe you out and start over. I'm going to wipe him out and start over with Moses. And Moses intercedes for the people and is like, no, no. Mm. But Moses wants God to go with him on the journey. And he says, I want to know who's going with me. And so in 33, um, verse 13, Moses says, "I I pray you, if I've found favor in your sight, let me know your ways that I may know you so that I may find favor in your sight. And then a little uh, ways down, um, in verse 18, Moses says, I pray you, show me your glory. 
And then how does God respond to that? He says, I myself will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. He doesn't say, I'm going to show you how mighty I am. I'm going to dazzle you with this Shekinah glory that I, that, you know, it's around you. He says, I'm going to make all my goodness pass Isn't before that comforting? you. Yeah. It's so comforting. And then when this actually happens, Moses gets up and goes up Mount Sinai, and then the Lord descended in the cloud and stood there with him. I love that. He stood there with him, and then Moses uh, called upon the name of the Lord, and the Lord passed by in front of him proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands, who forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin." And he goes on, and Moses at responds to God proclaiming his character mm. by bowing low and worshiping. That's beautiful. And so that has just brought me so much comfort, especially recently, where there is a lot of unknowns and um, a lot of fear, a lot of anxious thoughts that I don't know what's in front of me, but I know who goes with me. That is a beautiful thought. And the only way to renew my mind in those moments is to just recount the ways, the character of who God is. And that makes us worship. You can't help but worship when you realize how otherly he is. But when he proclaims his character to you through his word, it's just... That's beautiful. Comforting to me. Yeah, that is beautiful. I think, you know, to think that he thinks about us, mm-hmm. that his 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 um, thoughts that we can understand are sometimes spent on us. Um, Psalm 40 tells us that he, it says, you have multiplied your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. Mm. None can compare with you. And... Um, in, back to Psalm 139, which that one is such a good psalm. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God, which, you know, it, it's his thoughts that are precious as I'm trying to think of them, but it's also his thoughts towards me. How vast is the sum of them? If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. Mm. So, yeah, the comfort mm. of his, his presence, his character, his love, like yeah. I said, which is higher than which is higher than the heavens or as high as the heavens. It's, it is wonderful to, and precious to think that he thinks on us. Yeah, it is. So how are we supposed to be thinking about God? If, this, if all of these things are true, we, you know, his thoughts are hard to understand and, and unfathomable mm-hmm. in some way. Mm-hmm. His character can be known. His faithfulness can be known. He tells us he loves us. So how should we be thinking with our right thoughts yeah. about God? Oh, I think, I think for me, it starts with gratitude and delighting um, and not, not navel gazing and thinking about myself more highly than I ought or more often than I ought, but really delighting in him. And when I come across, uh, I mean, just... One thing, going back to the Exodus passage, 
for a couple of years now, because that passage has just been one of my favorites for the past two years. Um, before I open up my Bible in the morning, I just utter the words, show me your glory. That's and, really neat. That's that, a cool way to think of Bible reading. And by saying that, I mean, show me at least one aspect of your character today. No matter whether I'm in this difficult Old Testament passage or a psalm or proverb or, you know, looking at who your son is or reading an epistle, he is in every line of this book. Mm -hmm. And if I don't look for him when I open this book, if I don't ask him to show me his glory, I'm looking for my own glory. I'm trying to walk away with how is this about me? So it, it turns just turns my mind That's really good. to focus on not the what of my life, but the who of my life. Yeah, that's really good. Um, my husband and I are reading Pilgrim's Progress together right now. And so th um, thinking of um, someone that would have written this a long time ago, John Bunyan, he, was, he actually wrote... As we just were reading a couple days ago, the very question I just was asking, what are, the, what are good thoughts concerning God? Mm. And in that book, John Bunyan came up with three responses that are just perfect. When our thoughts of God agree with what his word says about him, that's a good thought. Mm. So now we're back in the Bible. I mean, that's a good thing. When our thoughts acknowledge that he knows us better than we know ourselves. Mm. Boy, is that comforting. It's kind of back to that. Let's not navel gaze because he already knows us, yeah. so he can take care of us. And then another way of, of a good thought towards God, when our thoughts accept the truth that he can see sin in us when we see none in ourselves. Mm. Hmm. That's both, oh, yeah, but it's also comforting because, he know, again, he knows us, he yeah. loves us. Whatever he has put in our life, it's the trial that is to shape us yeah. and... Um, that he wants us to fall into his arms, his, just come with, with messiness into yeah. him um, so that he can, he can use us. You know, when I think back to um, both the Meredith and Jesse and Hannah sharing, why do you think that we think we have to have even our thoughts all together and polished before we come to him? I think even in my prayers, that's one thing that Hannah has taught me is that you can, you can cry out ugly prayers to the Lord. They don't have to be polished as though we're standing before a congregation sounding all polished, but even in our own minds, do you struggle with that? Just thinking you have to have your thoughts polished or um, you can't just be honest with the Lord? I think I think we must all do that because we. I think we, we get stuck on he's holy, holy, holy. Um, mm. And yet, you know, we are... We are not, not, not. And yeah. so, yeah, I think we all can get stuck on that. I think what brings me a lot of comfort is the truth, like in Colossians 3, that our life is hidden in Christ, with Christ in God. So it brings me a lot of comfort on a regular basis when I think that when God looks at me, he sees the perfect the perfect holiness and perfect righteousness of his son, that imputed yeah. righteousness that Pastor just talked about. Um in the armor of God. Yeah. But so that's, yeah. there's just so much hope. There's so much hope when, even when we feel hopeless. Yep. There is. So, been a good month. It has been a good month. I've just been really, really encouraged by the women that have come on and by you, Deb. So, um, I just thank for, thank you for the wisdom and encouragement you have brought today. 
Um, Ladies, join us next month as we have Grace and Nicole uh, join the podcast uh, with a new focus for the month of February. We will be hearing again from women on the counseling team, and we'll also be hearing another story from another Salerville woman that I know is going to encourage you. So join us in February as we make it our aim to see more women become more like Jesus. Thank you.